Welcome to season three of Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people, dreaming it up and crushing it. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and so far, I'm feeling pretty damn good about 2023. Um, I don't know why, but I literally wake up every single day fired up and grateful. And so far, uh, this year has been just nothing but full of opportunities and excitement. So if you haven't already, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified and inspired over and over and over again. It's not enough to just be inspired once. It has to be over and over. That's where the magic's at. So today, my guest that I have brings a huge smile to my face because he is my very first creative entrepreneur of the season. And as a fellow musician, uh, he's a musician. He has passion for music, just like me. That's why I resonate with him. As a fellow musician, um, I know what it's like to struggle financially and you know, while trying to make it in, make it in an industry where the tools for progressing is so expensive and costly. Sometimes we have to feel like we have to choose between paying rent and buying gear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today, he's going to share his story with us about how entrepreneurship has brought him time freedom to pursue his passions full time. And you know, it's brought him security, peace of mind, and how he went from struggling musician to financial freedom. So please give a warm welcome to drummer, the drummer, Me Norte Engman. Oh, I appreciate you so much, Bev. Oh, it's such an <laughs> honor to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited. That was definitely, definitely an intro. I appreciate you, girl. <laughs> I love the green tambourine. I got to put that in there, you know. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, before we get into the interview, I just have to say, you are one of those leaders. Um, so those of you out there, we met because we work together. He, I'm an entrepreneur to a serial entrepreneur. I, I got to say, me, you, your gift is being able to create that culture. Like mm. you know how to, I don't know, even on Zoom, I'm not even there in the room with you, but there's such an energy there and everybody feels like family. And I feel like you have a huge part in doing that. You're the one who leads the meetings most of the time and you set that tone very well. So I just wanted to tell you that you're amazing. Oh, I appreciate you, Bev. I know that, uh, in regards to our business and everything that we do, family is something that means a lot to me. I know we'll talk about that in the interview, but family is everything to me just because of how I was raised and how I grew up. And so for me, I love to look at people who are going to be in my life, um, especially business partners as family members, because at the end of the day, sometimes everything's going great. Sometimes things are not going so well, but through thick and thin, right? We have thick skin, we're able to make it through to the end. And, and that's what it's about for me. So yeah, I appreciate that. I'm glad that that's cutting through. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, before we get into everything, can you just kind of introduce like, who, where you're from, kind of to give the audience a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So uh, guys, I was born and raised in Ontario, Canada, a small place called Scarborough. I guess it's not so small in regards to Canada, but uh, born and raised out uh, in Scarborough to two parents who are missionaries. And so I was born and raised in the, tr the church. 
spent most of my life in the church. Um, and because of that, the way that our church is structured, I was traveled a lot, was able to experience a lot at a very young age. Um, and then through the course of life, it put me on this journey of entrepreneurship. Uh, music was a huge part of my life. Sports was a huge part of my life. Um, and so, yeah, that's what, that's what brings me here today. So, so um, as far as music, like how old were you when you knew you were passionate about it and when you started diving into exploring that area? That's a great question. So what I've found, I mean, and looking back now, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked the age that I, I am going to say right now, but around like six years old, seven years old was when music really gravitated towards me as a kid because of again my parents were missionaries we were always driving two three hours to different churches and in the car my parents love worship and so they were always singing songs and that singing and praise became a, a happy place for my family and so music is is all of that all about that right and so um at a young age I was always banging on pots and using spoons to make a lot of noise and so yeah it was around seven years old that I actually picked up the drumsticks and decided to you know try this passion of music that's cool you, you know what the um i mean i always had music in my life too my whole life but um it was through the church where i found guitar that's mm. how i the guitar i didn't have formal lessons i literally some guy in the choir gave me a chord sheets and he's like here teach yourself <laughs> but at bible study you know i would just go and watch everybody and try to copy them try to practice with them the rhythm even if no one's hearing me. I'm just trying to practice the movements, you know, mm -hmm. the muscle memory. Yeah. So I can totally relate to that. Like, um, there's something about worship music that really, I don't know, it just kind of embeds the music into your soul. Mm -hmm. It becomes part, part of your DNA almost. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that you bring that up because, again, I'm self-taught. I didn't actually have a lesson in drumming until I was like grade 12. And so pretty much, and I think that only lasted like six months. And so pretty much my, my whole profession in, in regards to drumming has been self-taught and the church, there's something about just when you're in that environment of music, I, I don't want to just limit it to the church. Cause I know there's other industries where as long as you're around the environment, your environment has a huge pack impact impact on who you become as a person, right? Um, there's a quote that I heard where your environment is actually stronger than your willpower, right? So put a lot of attention to your environment because that's going to determine who you become um, in your future. And and in the church, music is a huge part of the church, right? And so, um, and then also the element of being self-taught, right? There's something about watching something, seeing something, hearing something, and trying to mimic it and model it. And, and I believe that that was a huge reason why I was able to grow in this entrepreneurial space, because as a musician, I was modeling people without knowing I was actually doing it. I would hear someone do a fill or they would play a certain drum pattern and I would meticulously like watch the videos or watch their hands or try and mimic what they're doing. And I would spend hours on hours just to replicate that sound. And so, yeah, there's something about being self-taught. It creates like a drive in you, but it also creates this understanding and confidence of like, no matter what, you can always figure it out. You can always learn the next step or the next thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, I remember the when my mom bought me my very first guitar. Uh, it was Christmas, and you know we didn't have a lot of money, 
So under the tree, there was, you know, little boxes. And then there was this huge triangle box. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> and it was funny. My sisters were pissed because I got the guitar and they got bathroom rugs. <laughs> but they were just like, hurry up and learn how to play so we can sing. So yeah. literally between Christmas and New Year's, I did not stop until my fingers bled. Aww. And I wait a couple of days for it to heal before I could actually like have them sing while I'm playing. But I mm -hmm. learned a couple of songs and some of the chords that I didn't know how to play. I just like beat the guitar during that part, <laughs> you know, and they're like, hurry up and learn all the chords so we can sing, you know, like yeah. it was just funny. Like it gave me a, a lot of drive. You're absolutely right. So I wanted to ask you, like, as a musician, did you ever go through that whole part where, you know, where you're trying to go on tour with your you know, with your band and, you know, like, kind of tell me like the struggles that you went through, you know, just trying to make it in the industry. Cause man, I, I remember those days, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. That was my mm -hmm. goal in yeah. life. <laughs> so For can sure. you kind of tell me like some stories about what you went through? Yeah, definitely. And it's a, a really interesting story for me because what actually made me decide to get into becoming a professional musician was my back was against the wall. Um, I had my daughter and due to my daughter being born and the stresses of being at home, I wasn't able to finish school. And so I, w I had to take some time off and it was like, what am I going to do, right? So I had this craft that I'd been working on. Um, so the reason why I bring that up is because maybe sometimes you have a skill set that you've been doing for fun and it's a hobby and it's something that, you know, it's just an idea that you haven't really explored doing professionally. I recommend pursuing that because it was that decision to actually take music professionally because up until that point in time, I was only playing in church. Um, and so it was, it was that decision that really made a huge turning point for me because um, it opened up a gateway to so many things. But anyways, going back to your question, um, in regards to the struggling musician, and I think this, I can, this will probably touch a lot of musicians. When you're a musician, you're thinking from the creative side of things, right? And so you're using your imagination and, and there's something about being in that element. Um, but the reality with the music industry is that there is a business behind the creatives, right? And so what I didn't realize was that if you don't have a solid business model backing your hobbies, backing what it is that you're passionate about, you're not going to actually long-term, it's not going to last, right? You're going to burn out, you're going to exhaust. And that's exactly what happened. Um, for me, we had a few shows that were lined up within um, Vancouver, things were going really well. And then all of a sudden, there was a switch in venue, right? One venue was closing down, another venue was opening up. And because of that, that shifted our audience, that shifted a lot of what was going on. And then then we wanted to take the show on the road. We decided we had enough of an, an audience here. Let's take it on the road. Um, and so you're learning as a musician because it's all you're using again, your creative side, you're not really realizing how much business goes into being a rock star, how much mm -hmm. business goes into having that lifestyle, being on the big stages. Like I would even say the music is maybe 20% of it and the, uh, the rest of it is is the business right and so i learned that the hard way i ended up getting a, a rehearsal spot a, a, a venue that i rented out and i wanted to have because i was like okay if we don't have a business model backing this thing we got to create a business model so i rented out a, a space a rehearsal space 
Um, and I wanted to have musicians come in, they can rent the spot and it would go well. Some months were good, some months were not so great, right? And so then I got caught into this, like how do we actually create an income with our passions, right? And so that's where I was at a standstill. And keep in mind, my daughter was getting older, my back was against the wall. I wasn't really trying to work the nine to five. I knew that if I can find a way to live my passions full time, I could at least live a fulfilled life, right? And so, yeah, those were some of the things. So that's one element. There's the business side of things. And then there's also within the team, right? Because a band is not a one man show. Right. Yes, you have people that might take the center stage and they're soloing out and they're rocking out and they're going hard, whether it's on the keys, on the guitar, you know what I mean? Um, but the reality is music is a multi-instrument, multi-person sport, right? And so in order for your team to succeed, everybody has to be on board. And so stepping into this place professionally of being a drummer, drummers are people that the ones usually in the back, right? They're the ones that support the music. And that's what actually drew me to the drums was that if you don't have a good drummer, the music's not going to sound good. You can have the best musicians on the planet, but if the drummer's not great, the music's not going to sound good. But if you have the best drummer on the planet, you can have mediocre musicians and the band will sound incredible. Um, so Absolutely. for me, yeah, I realized that it was a lot of how could we work together as a team so that this vision that we have together, right? First of all, how do we get everybody on board for the vision? If the, if the vision is let's go on tour, some people they're, they're connected to their job, right? They work a nine to five and they can't just up and leave, right? So there has to be a lot of planning that goes behind that. Some people they're connected to family. They have family, they have kids that they have to think about. They can't just go away for a week, two weeks without being home or making sure that something's going to happen, right? So there's a lot of these different now variables that you have to think about that, again, if, if it was a one-man show, you wouldn't, right? Because your own drive, your own desire, you can just take it and go. But now, how could we work together? Okay, you have kids. Okay, let's see how we can plan the schedule out. Let's see what we need to do so that you can at least have three days. Maybe we'll condense our our uh, our tour our tour dates so that they're not as long and we can have breaks in between, right? And then you find a way to, again, compromise. Compromise is one of the biggest things that I learned being a musician um, in a band that wants yeah. to go places because, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, were you guys a good team? Were you guys able to communicate effectively and not fight all the time? Like, I mean, I, I was in a band with my family. Mm. So I don't even know if you know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having to be the business, right? Or yeah. you know, family feud, you know, it, I mean, we had our, a lot of fun, but a lot of times communicating effectively was our struggle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so um, the one band specifically that we were going the long haul, um, there was a lot of, again, the personalities, because everybody was so talented in their own sphere, in their own space. Um, and so everybody, in a sense, came with some ego to the table, right? Um, and the thing about music is it's all conceptual, right? Regardless of what chord you hit, yes, there's a framework that you can, that you can get to. Um, but it's, it's like writing an essay. There's no real wrong answer, right? There's no real wrong way to go about doing it. There's just a different way to go about it. So juggling the personality. So for my band, I mean, it started out great. And I, I believe like things usually it's like dating, you have your honeymoon period, everything seems to be going well, 
And then, then you start to settle in. People start to get comfortable. Somebody gets upset about something that's said, right? And so um, the band didn't actually last. Um, yeah, it didn't last. So we're not currently together, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and I love every single one of those guys. It wasn't really malintent, but it was, I believe, again, the meshing of the personalities. Without the right personalities coming together, people being able to compromise, people being able to sacrifice, um, it's difficult for a project to move forward, um, especially if the, the goal is to go far, right? If the goal yeah. is just to be local and to have a good time and play some music, then that's one thing. But if we're like, let's take this thing and let's see how big we can make it, then then there is some sacrifices that need to be made. And, and sometimes people get hurt, people get upset, people say things that they shouldn't be saying. People have some bad vices that they bring to the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so some of that, it just gets crazy. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, you know, those times you will always remember forever. Like, uh, I mean, those are the best times. I think back to those days and it's the best times ever. But yeah, like, I kind of wanted to kind of segue now into entrepreneurship and where you are now. Like, mm -hmm. what, how did you find um, what you're doing now and kind of walk us through what, what it is that you got introduced to and mm -hmm. how it affected your life? Um, you know, and was it during the time you were a musician or was it after? Yeah. So uh, in regards to how I actually found the profession that I'm in now. So the high ticket space, that's the profession that I'm in. I'm a high ticket affiliate marketer. And how I discovered it was I was in the space of a musician. I was struggling. I was looking for a way out because I needed to make the income. Right. Um, again, I got kicked out of school, so that wasn't an option at the time. I was working two jobs already, so I knew that taking on a third one wasn't going to do it. So I wanted to figure out how could I actually create an income for myself. And I believe, and I say this all the time, that like when you have a prayer or a desire or, you know, an intention that you want to fulfill for yourself, the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe, puts people, events, and circumstances in your life to help you get to where you want to go. And so, yeah, it's crazy because I, I remember being stressed out. Work was stressed. My boss was stressed. And he was like, because I was working two jobs, my schedule was all over the place. And so it was like, there was a lot of tension in the air. What am I going to do? And then boom, I got introduced to a friend who at the time, he was 28 years old. He had retired his mom, he had retired himself, and he had retired his girlfriend. Uh, and he was living the life that I wanted to live. Right. And so I saw that. And I knew that there's something that he knows that I don't. And so what I did was, um, and I believe it's important, it's, it's super vital for you to take mentorship. It's key, it'll accelerate your process. It's like a time capsule right? Whatever it is that you want to accomplish in your life. And I wish I had a drum teacher sooner. That's what I regret. I wish I had a drum teacher sooner because it would have taught me things a lot quicker. And so long story short, I found this mentor and he was taking apprentices. And so I told him, look, I'm serious. Whatever I got to do to get under your wing, to learn from you, I'm willing to do it. He was investing in a, in a project. He wanted me to invest with him. So I just said, you know what? I'm all in teach me everything you know. And, and that's what he did. He taught me um, how to be able to be a person of impact, right? 
Um, Because the reality is when you come from a place of the employee mindset, right, you think differently. There's a difference between the employee mindset and the entrepreneurial mindset. The way they look at situations is night and day different. The way they problem solve is night and day different, right? And so he taught me things like having a DMO, right? For me, I, I came from a place where my boss told me when to get up, when to eat, when I would go to sleep, right? Because it was all based around my work schedule. Now I didn't have a work schedule or I had the opportunity to create my own work schedule. How do I actually do that? I wasn't a boss. So how do I do that? So I had to learn all these things. And that's what he brought me into. He he taught me about a DMO. He taught me about visualization. He taught me about manifestation. Um, Because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie, The Secret. Um, Bev, I, I know you're familiar with it. Um, but that movie transformed my life. And and that movie set me on a path for music, for basketball, for everything. Um, but he taught me how to do it in real time, right? Because again, a mentor is going to condense the timeframes. If you have to learn something on your own, you're going to make so many mistakes. You're going to have those pitfalls. Sometimes it's going to take you weeks for you to get back on the saddle and try again, right? And so he condensed the timeframes and taught me. And, and yeah, that's what brought me to where I am today. So leveraging the internet, leveraging social media, we're able to help people learn how to be able to create a full-time income online, selling products and services that are high ticket products and services that people need and love. People are looking for these products all over the marketplace. So if you're familiar with things like Amazon, um, where people go online and they're buying products, you would love the industry that we're in because yeah, we're able to attract people who, again, are looking for a need. They have a problem that they want solved and we're able to help them do that. And so it's been super fulfilling. I'm super blessed. Like I think I wake up every day with so much gratitude because if you would have told me a few years ago that this would be the life that I'm living where I'm able to travel whenever I want, I spend as much time as my daughter without having to ask my boss for vacation time or for time off. I'm able to build an amazing family and community of people that are like-minded, that are driven, that are also motivated to do it. I would have said, you're lying. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's it's been a crazy experience for sure. Yeah. I just love how, I don't know, the, what you were saying about how people, when you're desiring something, like the opportunities show up, but the mm-hmm. thing is like that desire makes you notice it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that desire, you will just walk on by and not even notice that that was an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. I just think that that's so powerful. Yeah. And what you focus on expands, right? Yeah. So like just thinking about you and the J-O-B, like were you always pretty much entrepreneurial or were you struggling to kind of, you know, transition from that mindset to becoming like an entrepreneur? Like how, how was that? I would say I was entrepreneurial at, at, at a young age. I was always trying to sell products and services. Um, and the reason why, again, your environment has a huge impact on who you become. Um, I was raised in a family where we didn't have a lot of money. Um, my dad would work really hard and he was somebody who was, he would spend like he was, yeah, he would love spending on us. He would spoil us all the time, vacations, clothing, he would do that. But my mom would be the person that would say, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. And a lot of the communication was with my mom, right? So um, growing up, I heard of, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. So at a very young age, I wanted to make money. 
So I was the kid that would go door to door and I would shovel snow driveways for people. I would mow people's lawn. I would be in school and I would be ordering products online and I would be reselling them in school at a discount. I could totally see you doing that. <laughs> yeah. Be like a seller in the hallway. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. funny. Yeah. yeah. So like um, when you met your, the friend who introduced you to high ticket affiliate marketing, um, mm. you said he was 28 years old. How were you, how old were you at the time? Yeah. So I was 22. I was 22 turning wow. 23. Yeah. And so I had my daughter at a very young age. I had my daughter at 21. She was born right before my 22nd birthday. Um, and so my birthday is in February, February 28th and her birthday is February 16th. Um, and so, yeah, we share that. We normally have a party together all the time. Oh, uh, so your <laughs> yeah. birthday is coming up right now. It is, it is. Um, yeah. So is it okay if I ask you, how old are you now? Yeah, I'm how 31. So you've been in this business almost, you're about a decade now, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, how different do you think you are from then and now? Like how much have you grown as a person? Well, that's such a crazy question because- personal development is everything. And I wouldn't, I don't recognize the person that I was back then. Like the mindset was still the same, right? Because I've always been in a sense, like goal orientated. Like if you give me a goal and you say, we're going for this, I lock in, I focus in and I problem solve to find us the best way to get there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a journey for sure. Like nothing comes easy, nothing comes easy, but if you do the work, reading is something that I, I hated when I was younger. I was in university, didn't like doing it. I felt like I was forced. But there's something about personal development books that just open you up to a whole life experience that you wouldn't have had. You're able to glean knowledge and wisdom from people who have gone before you. And then when you apply that in your life and you see the results, yeah, it's, it's night and day different. And so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a crazy experience. What's one of your favorite personal development books? Can you think of off the top of your I know there's millions of books. <laughs> there's so many books. I'm like, I have a list that I'm going through right now. But yeah. um what what can you what pops in your head now if you have to pick one? Yeah, the one for me is Think and Grow Rich. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Napoleon That's Hill. Yeah. always relevant no matter what time decade you're in yeah. and it will always be relevant in the yeah. future still yeah. too literally yeah um, it was something about his con the way it's broken down and again the the point of that book is that success is a science right success can be figured out if you do certain things a certain type of way you will get a certain result right so yeah it was crazy to just see it distilled and again he's somebody of faith growing up my parents taught me that like money is evil. You know what I mean? People who have a lot of money, they sold drugs. They did bad things. They ripped people off and think and grow rich is none of that. Think and grow rich comes from the perspective of give on to others, how you want to be dealt with yourself. Right. That's the golden rule with the book. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it just blew my mind. Those the aha moments, like mm -hmm. understanding that the imagination is actually a tool that can be leveraged to help bring things it's to the existence. most powerful tool yeah, the mind crazy. yeah I, I i keep just I, it's the the most powerful tool and we're all humans you know and we carry it around with us everywhere we go but mm -hmm. you know 
there's a difference between a mindless drone, you know, <laughs> just yeah. living your, but not really being aware. But when you're focused and you're using your brain constantly, oh my God, anything's yeah. possible. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your vision. Like when you started the business, um, mm. what was your vision like at that point? And um, now that you're, you know, where you're at now, 10 years later, like, has your vision changed at all? Like, what's different about it? Or is there a difference? Mm, great question. So for, for my vision of where I'm at, right, from when I started, the vision was to just pay the bills, right? Like, that's as far as I could see, I just wanted to, it was survival, survival of the fittest for me, how could I not have to work the nine to five, but still be able to do the things that I'm passionate about, still be able to spend time with my family, travel, do that. Right. And so um, within the, my first three, four years in the business, I was able to do that. I quit my two jobs. I was able to travel around the world, do some phenomenal things and help other people do the same. And then since then, we've been growing and scaling the process. And so when I started again, it was about survival, but now it's about significance. Now I want to know how many people can we impact in the shortest amount of time? Right now, we've been able to prove this process. Like you said, it's been almost a decade of being in this industry. There's been so much ups and downs. I didn't have a background at all. No marketing background. I went to business school, but they don't teach you anything in business school about <laughs> business. Like it's the craziest thing ever. Like you learn about the infrastructure, you learn about the like models and all of that stuff. But like, yeah, in terms of how to actually run your own business, they don't teach you how to do that. And so I had to go through the ups and downs. Um, I had my friend who was there as a guide, but again, when, when, I was going through hard times. He was busy running his business, traveling, doing things. And so he wasn't really there to guide me when the going was getting tough. And so I had to figure a lot of that stuff again on my own, right? Having that desire to learn and, and want to make that happen. So yeah, right now my vision is about significance. How many people can we impact? Um, yeah, we've been able to help so many people quit their jobs, quit their nine to fives. People are now traveling the world. People are living their passions full time. And I want to, I want more. I want more people given where things are going, given where the economy is going, people are talking about, we're heading towards a recession, a depression, people are, there's all this negativity that's spewing out there. And I don't participate in any of that. For me, mm -hmm. I believe, again, where attention goes, energy flows, whatever you focus on expands, right? And so for me, right now, in my vision, I see green pastures, I see prosperity, I see abundance, I see a way for us to tap in, and a way for us to level up. And so um, I'm excited for anybody who is willing, and is open minded to even just take a look. Um, because I promise you, yeah, this information, it's, it's game changing. So before we end this I love this conversation, by the way. Like, I, I'm gonna like go and like run around the block after this. Like, <laughs> so much energy. Yeah. So, um, what is your why? Like, can you tell us what that is? I mean, I know you have this crazy vision, you know, to impact lots of people, but what is the drive behind all of that? What is your why? And second question that's the first question. Second question is, what advice do you have? to give to those people who are searching for their, their passion. They don't even know what their passion is. They don't even know they need to search for 
their passion. <laughs> yeah. What kind of advice can you give to them to influence people to see what their why is? Um, first question. What What is your why? What is okay? The, so the, the why, yeah. So for me, and I don't know, yeah. This is going to relate to a lot of parents that are out there. Um, my daughter, when I held her in my arms at the delivery room. Like that was the moment my life completely shifted. And it was from that moment on that I knew that I wasn't living for myself, but I had other people that I now had to be accounted accountable for, right? Um, and accountable to, right? When you say something, kids don't watch what you say, they watch what you do, right? And so for me, I, I'm super grateful because my parents have instilled a lot of wisdom in me. They have, you know, helped shape my mind to be what it is today, right? And so I want to, my why is for my daughter, I want her to know that whatever it is you put your mind to, you can make happen, right? Um, when she was born, she was around two years old when, when I actually got started in this industry. Um, and yeah, I've been talking about, from the moment I got started, I was talking about making millions because again, I had a point to prove, not because I want to flex on anybody or anything like that, but if I have a goal, I'm a goal oriented person. If I have a goal, I want to do everything I can to get there. And if my daughter is standing there watching me, how powerful would it be for her to see me go through the ups and downs, go through the trials and the tribulations and come out on top. Um, I was listening to a seminar the other day and um, the guy who was speaking was talking about how when he was younger, his dad was also in our profession and his dad was busy with work all the time. He was always on calls, always meeting people, always doing presentations. And so he felt like his dad loved the business more than he loved him. And the moment clicked for him when his dad took him and his family and said, look, let's design our dream house, right? What do you want in your house? The wife was like, I want a massive kitchen. He's like, all right, awesome. The kids were like, we want a theater room and a game room. Okay, awesome. He's like, I want gates so that it's a closed off. I want a long driveway. Awesome. So they went through, they created the list and it took him 10 years, right? 10 years and 10 years later, they had everything that was written on that list. What that proved to him was that, wow, my dad did it. My dad's my biggest superhero. And for me, that's what I just want to show my daughters that whatever it is, it doesn't even need to be digital marketing, high ticket affiliate marketing, network marketing, sales in general. It doesn't even have to be business. Whatever it is that you put your mind to, I want you to know that you can make it happen. And so that that's my why. And again, that's why it goes so far. And it's not just about my family. It's, it's about people in general, because I believe that that's, that is the truth, right? Our minds are powerful, like you mentioned. And then um, what I would say to someone who is in a place where they have no idea what their passions are. They have no idea what their passion is, what they should be doing. Um, I would say experiment. That, that's what I would say. Um, experience is the greatest teacher, right? Sometimes you can read a book. Sometimes you can watch a video. Sometimes somebody can tell you a story. But until you actually step in and experience it for yourself so that you can feel it with your senses, you can touch it, you can taste it, you can smell it, you can hear it, you're never going to know what that's going to do for your soul. 
I believe everybody has a passion because everybody's soul is different. We're not the same, right? And there's something, there's a gift embedded in your soul. It just needs to be uncovered. And sometimes society likes to throw a lot of dirt and mud and BS on top of it to hide that gem that you have. And so sometimes you have to do the work. And that's why, again, for me, it took me some time to really get off the ground with this business is because I had to go inward, remove all that mud, that dirt, that BS, and get to the real gem of who I was and who I am and, and be able to bring that to light. So I would say experiment. If, if you've never traveled before, travel. If you've never put your foot in sand on a beach, go do that. If you've never done a sport, if you've never shot a basketball through a hoop, go try it. Try it. If you've never jumped out of a plane before, try it, right? You never know. You never know how it's going to make you feel and you never know what it's going to do. I'm about to go snowboarding. My daughter's birthday is going to be in a few days. We're going to go snowboarding, hit the mountain. Um, The first time I did it was last year. I was nervous. I had never done anything like that before. I almost injured myself. I wiped out completely. But at the end of it, I was exhilarated enough to want to do it again. Right. So just try things. You never know what's going to stick for you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was such good stuff. Me. I am so glad that you came on here. I mean, such nuggets. Thank you so much. I just love hearing the way you, your passion, your energy, that when you talk about your experiences, I just love that because people I don't know what it is. Like, I always say that you're born with greatness already. Mm. You know, when you're a kid, you don't understand what the difference between everything is. You're just, you know, the world is your oyster. You're so excited all the time when you're a kid. You're born with greatness, but I don't know. I feel like mediocrity is a choice and we're kind of brainwashed to to go that route first. Yeah. And we have yeah. to find our greatness again, you know, which is yeah. sad, you know, but yeah. um. I feel like this business definitely is like it, you step into it and you either immediately find, oh, you see the potential for that greatness immediately, or, you know, you can be stuck in that zone of fear, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about just going out there and experiencing because that's life. Yeah. You can't really truly live unless you experience things, even if it's bad experiences, you know, it's good for you. <laughs> right. it builds character <laughs> a bad experience is a learning experience that's what it absolutely. is absolutely yeah. so i just want to thank you again this is such a great conversation and i know it's going to inspire a lot of people out there so um i just want to wish you luck for 2023 it's gonna be an awesome year i can oh feel God. it i can see yeah. it <laughs> coming for everything yeah yeah definitely so thank you um everyone for joining us on dark horse matters the show about passionate people and um i just share with your friends you know you never know if a story on here is going to inspire you and light a fire under your butt and get you going get you out there experiencing life so until next week be passionate